Hey, what's going on? It's Bill Burr, and it's time for the Thursday afternoon, just before Friday, Monday morning podcast. And I'm just checking in on you. Just checking to see how your week's going, man. No matter where you are, no matter who, where you are, I'm just checking in on you. Seeing how it's going. Uh, I want to thank everybody who uh, watched... I did uh, Jimmy Fallon Tonight Show the other day. We did a little advice thing, which you probably recognized. The writers were smart enough to be like, hey, you know, you do this on your podcast. Why don't we lob it over the fucking net, right, for you? So I had a great time. Um, I've known Jimmy, Jesus Christ, 25 years. Um, I've known him so long. I remember he asked me, one time at the improv what it was like to be on TV. <laughs> he quickly got the answer because like six months after that, I think he booked SNL. And uh, and yeah, he's done pretty well for himself after that. Uh, so it's very psyched. We had a lot of fun. Um, just getting caught up before we even did it because there was no crowd there so we could really just sort of shoot the shit and then be like ah you want to do this let's do this so i had a great time so thank you to him and everybody at the tonight show and the roots for uh with the cool intro music and everybody who watched there you go all right enough of me being a nice guy let's get into it how about donald trump huh preaching love and happiness come together Right now. So they don't impeach me. It's fucking hilarious. The guy finally said what all he needed to say to stay in office. You know, if he just fucking said, like, you know, this is the time we all need to come together. Okay, that's what I, I we've needed for a long time. For a president to fucking say that, that we all need to get on the same page here. Everybody's cool. Let's not fucking be, you know, bringing guns to protests. I guess there's going to be an armed protest. Um, you know, I, I don't, you know, I don't even understand what the purpose of that is. Okay, you have guns, all right? And I should be afraid why. You're going to show up and you're going to protest. You're bringing your guns. Now, why do you need guns? Are you afraid of the police? Do you feel that they're going to attack you? And are, are you going down there to shoot cops? I mean, you're just going down there to protest the election. Why are you going down there with your guns? Um, you know, in a perfect world, everyone would just sort of ignore it. They'd let them go down and exercise their right to walk around with their guns and fucking protest and just, you know, the deal. So, you know, what's going to happen is some stupid, you know, Larry Liberal's going to go down there. He's going to run his fucking yap and he's going to get shot in the calf or some dumb shit like that. I mean, that's what everybody on Fox News and CNN are really fucking hoping because they don't give a shit about this country. All they want is for us to be fighting so they have something to talk about because they have 24 hours they need to fucking fill up. That's what I realized. I saw on one of those fucking channels, it was probably CNN. I never watched either one of them, but my, you know, my mother-in-law comes over and she likes watching CNN, right? So I can only watch it for like three seconds or I have a heart attack or I get just fucking angry and I walk out of the room because that's what those people do, right? That's what they do. It's, it's like that friend you had who was cool 20 years ago and they've slowly gone fucking crazy as their life has unraveled and it, it, it happens so incrementally you didn't notice and then one day you're just like, I got to get this person out of my life. That's what 24-hour news networks are like. So they showed, you know, uh, 
the Capitol building under siege. And they showed up like they had an actual picture of the Trump supporters outside of it. And then they added in the background sort of this look of flames. And for half a second, I was just like, oh, my God, they, they even lit the place on fire. I'm like, they didn't light it on fire. They fucking they broke some windows and they showed up dressed like those what are those, they call them Furbies. What are those people who like to fuck with, with dress like a mascot? A couple of Furbies showed up, right? <laughs> They're always doing shit like that. Making OJ darker, fucking putting flames where there was no fire. And nobody calls them on it. Nobody gives a shit. Uh, maybe they do. I, I, don't know. I don't know where they are. But anyways, so Dum Dum is finally saying we need to come together, which is all he fucking needed to say. At the beginning of this pandemic, he would have come off as a leader. We need to listen to the doctors. We all need to come together. We got to get on the same page. I know we all don't see eye to eye, but hey, man, at the end of the day, we're all Americans. This is the greatest country out there. Give me a little fucking, throw a little sauce on it. This is the, we have the best trees of any country. You know, fucking let's get it going. Let's fucking get it going, you know, but... He's just doing it now to save his own ass. But even then, it was nice to hear him say it. <laughs> even his kids are saying it. Oh, man. He, that Trump fucked up so bad. He fucked up so bad because not only did he fuck over the people across the aisle, which is just, you know, standard, right? He fucked over people on his side of the aisle. He fucked over his own. Anybody who fucked with him, he went at them with a fucking vengeance. And now you watch... You watch. Yeah. You know, coming from a cunt, you can't be that. You can't be a cunt to everybody. <laughs> if you're a cunt to everybody, you got nowhere to dock your boat. And unfortunately, that's where that fucking orange headed son of a bitch is, is at right now. He is in a bad way. And I learned because I was like most people going like, all right, what are you going to impeach this guy for? He's got like a fucking week left here. And uh, everybody's like, well, if he gets impeached, then he can't fucking run again. But he would have to be like impeached, impeached. Because everybody was like, this is the second time Trump has been impeached. Now, as far as my understanding, this is the second time he has been brought up on a vote to see if he's going to get impeached. Because to get impeached, to actually be impeached, you're removed from office. And for that to happen, why it's so difficult is just, I think just to get to the vote to see if you're going to be impeached, you need only half the house. So if the other side owns the house or whatever, the majority, you can get to that. But then to actually remove a guy from office, I believe you need three quarters of the vote. Okay? So that would mean, let's say, if it was perfect, where there was 50% Republican, 50% Democrat, you'd need half of the Republicans to roll the dice, risking um, the people in their own state getting upset. I, I, I don't know if they, if they make that vote public about who um, voted to kick the guy out or not. Um, if it's not public, then it could possibly happen. I don't know. But he, he really pissed off a lot of people. And, uh, yeah, he's one of those guys that starts a bar fight, and then, you know, when his friends come to get in the middle, he starts swinging on his friends too. <laughs> fucking toupee flying all over the place. Yeah, he, he went a little uh, he went a little crazy there. So we'll we'll see what happens. We we'll see what happens before old uh, forgetful Freddie and his plastic face gets in there. We'll see what happens. Um. So anyway, hey, congratulations, Alabama! 
Showtime Row. And Nick Saban. I didn't realize that was his seventh championship. He got one with the LSU Tigers. Then he came up and coached for the Dolphins. And he was just like, wow. I knew Florida was bad, but I didn't know it was this bad. So he got the fuck out of the NFL. And then he went to Alabama. And the guy has won six uh, college championships. He's won one, at least one, if not two. Let's see, he won two in the 2000s. If this was his seventh, then he won four. He won four in the, in the teens. Jesus Christ. I mean, that is just unbelievable. And I got to tell you, I was rooting for Ohio State because Alabama was so good. I was like, all right, what am I going to do? Uh, you know, I'm not a, I mean, I like both these teams, but I'm an LSU, University of Michigan guy, right? So I inherently root against both of these teams. So what do I do now? I'll just root for the, the Buckeyes, which kind of felt good to root for them because I used to root for them before I met their fans. Uh, <laughs> but I, I really I enjoyed uh, rooting for them. Um, and it was all right there for a minute, but they just kind of needed to go touchdown for touchdown. And uh, I thought their offense, in reality, was the offense wasn't the problem. They were running pretty good and they were throwing pretty good against them and they scored enough points to win a fucking championship game it's just their defense had no fucking answers whatsoever and uh when they got it to within 14 points when it was like 38 24 and then alabama just went right down scored and then stopped the bucks and then scored another touchdown it was just like jesus christ um, I mean, that's one of the greatest teams of all time is what people are saying. I don't know enough about football, but I'll tell you, they, they were, you know, I saw what Ohio State did to everybody. I saw what they did to Clemson. And, uh, oh, my God. I mean, Alabama was, I mean, that's, you can't dispute that one. That was obviously the best team um, in the country. So let's take a look here. Let's see how many fucking titles Alabama has. Alabama. Football Wikipedia. This is what I like about Wikipedia is they they do have all their titles, and I think Bear Bryant had five, right? Is that what he had, or did he have six? All right. They claim twenty five, twenty six, thirty, thirty. Okay, claimed eighteen, unclaimed four. Oh, I think that's back when you didn't have a playoff. <clears throat> so they they were agreed upon that they were uh, that they have won eighteen fucking Jesus Christ. That is incredible. All right, let's look up Bear Bryant. Let's see how many titles this guy has. Bear Bryant. All right, Bear Bryant came to Alabama in nineteen fifty eight. Uh, champion. He won six national championships, 1961, 1964, 1965, 1973, 1978, 1979. He won three in the 60s. He won three in the 70s. So Nick Saban was tied with him as far as championships won at Alabama. And he had one more overall because he had the one with LSU. I think that was in 2002. So let's look up Nick Saban. It was kind of cool to see him smiling. Um, all right. 
championship seven. He won in 2003 with LSU. Then he won one in 2009 uh, with Alabama. That was his first. Then he won 2011, 2012, 2015, 2017, 2020. So since 2009, in 12 seasons, they've won half the titles. I mean, how do you fuck with that? You know what? I got I to take my head off and, you know, bow my freckled bald head to Alabama. God damn it. How many titles my LSU Tigers got, huh? Let's see. Let's see what LSU has. L. I wonder who has the second most. Is it USC? LSU. Here we go. Let me. We'll do it this way. Most NCAA f- uh, f- football national championships. Let's get a list going here. Sports people love lists. Okay, let's see what we got here. Number 10, Minnesota has six titles, 34, 35, 36, won three years in a row, won in 1940, 41, and 1960, haven't won shit since. Oklahoma Sooners. Sooners? Sooners won in 50, 55, 56, 74, 75, when they had like Billy Sims, I think, 85, when they had, uh, they had what's his face, the linebacker there, in uh, 2000. Oh, it's been a minute for them. Ohio State has eight. 42, 54, 57, 61, 68, 70. Then they didn't win for 40, 32 years. 2002, 2014. Harvard. Oh, Jesus. Harvard, 1875, 1890, 1898, 1899, 1910, 1912, 1913, 1919. So if I go to a Harvard game, do I chant 1919? They were crushing it. They had all the Smarties and all the football teams. All right, USC has nine. 31, 32, 62, 67, OJ. 72, 74, 78, Charles White, 2003, 2004, with uh, Kardashian's boyfriend there. Uh, And the other dude, who Matt Leinart who hooked up with that chick, who also hooked up with the guy from the Clippers. Uh, Michigan has nine. Wait a minute. Michigan has more titles than Ohio State? Oh, wow. So for all this shit Ohio State's been talking, they still haven't won. All this beating Michigan during this this, uh, century, it hasn't really turned into any titles. All right, Michigan, 1901, 1902, 1903, 1904. Four in a row. Jesus Christ. Back when they had like fucking... Your football team was like two barbershop quartets put together. It's actually not true. People used to die playing football back then. 1918, 1923, 1933, 1948, 1997. What? I didn't know that. I thought that they won one in the 70s with like Anthony Carter. I knew they won. I thought they won one or two in the 90s. Wow. You know, for all this shit talking, that they, they have an incredible video before their football game. We bow to no one. It's the guy who does the Darth Vader's voice, the dude from, uh, 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 what the fuck is that? One of my favorite movies of all time, Stanley Kubrick movie. Um, the fuck is the name of that movie? Dr. Strangelove. 
All right, Notre Dame, 13. 19, 19, 19, 24, 29, 30, 43, 46, 47, 49, 64, 66, 73, 77, 88. They haven't won in 32 years. Wow. That was pretty consistent from the teens right on through to the 80s. It was only the 1950s. They, they got a goose egg. Princeton, everybody. I'm not reading this. Holy shit. Princeton. 1869, 1870, 72, 73, 78, 79, 80, 85, 89, 93, 96. Now we're into the 20th century. 03, 06, 11, and 22. Alabama. This says 16. This is an old one, huh? No, this says 16. They say Yale's won 18. All right, enough with these fucking... Ivy League schools. All right, 25, 26, 30, 61, 64. This is Alabama. 65, 78, 79, 92. 09, 2011, 2012, 2015, 2017, 2020. Unbelievable. All right, I'm sure everybody else is fast-forwarding through this who doesn't give a fuck about college football. But I do. All right, let's talk NHL. Let's talk NHL. Last night, the NHL schedule started. Um, the, The regular season started. Uh, Flyers beating the Pens, pulling away in the third period, winning 6-3. to three. My Bruins have the Devils tonight. Uh, David Pasternak is out. He had uh, surgery on his hip, I believe, and he's supposed to be back mid-February. He has begun skating. Um, Brad Marchand had a sports hernia, and I think he's going to play tonight, though. He's been skating. It looks like he's all right. But the schedule looks great, though, as far as, like, uh, um, where the hell is it? Where the hell is my NHL schedule? Whatever. It's like we play the Devils back-to-back. Then we play the Islanders. Then it's like the Rangers back-to-back. Then the Sabres back-to-back. Everything's like home-and-home home series. So that's gonna, there's going to be a lot of bad blood, I think. And it's going to be a lot of fun hockey to play, uh, to watch, I should say. Kind of sucks that Chara is not there anymore, but is still playing. He moved on to the Capitals, man. What a uh, end of an era there. You know, I never try to fall in love with free agents because it's like falling in love with a stripper. You know what I mean? But uh, he was there long enough that I thought he was going to retire as a Bruin. But, you know, when a guy just keeps playing and playing and playing and doesn't want to retire, you get, you know, I think you end up in the Brett Favre situation where it's like, dude, we want you to retire as a Packer. We want you to retire as a Bruin, but you want to keep playing and we got to get younger. And I think that that's just what happened. So it didn't seem like it was a bad thing. I know Char tweeted out that it wasn't his decision to leave, so... Kind of sucks, but, you know, we all know he's going in the hall. We all know he's going in as a Bruin, so we shall see. All right, and with that, maybe i got a couple of reads here to do. A couple of reads. Um, anyway, oh, dude, I had, a, uh, I had a, a, a big-time parent moment that my, my wife um, absolutely crushed. So I am just putty in my daughter's hands. So... You know, she's been doing this thing lately where, you know, whatever, you know, just being a kid, like if she doesn't get her way, she sort of like goes like, oh, you know, drops down on the floor and then she'll just start crying and whining and everything like that. And then, you know, to give her a little time out then she comes over and says she's sorry. So we thought we were teaching her not to do that. And all she learned was I can basically act like this as long as five minutes later I say I'm sorry. So the behavior was starting to get worse, noticeably worse. And I think it was the stress of going to school, 
not taking as long a nap. So she was kind of in a extra um, whiny mood the last couple of nights. And I always read her two to three books and I sing a couple of the songs from the Jungle Book. One of the songs. We act it out. We do the whole thing. Like literally when I put her to bed, I, I do like a 45-minute set, right? So we always would threaten that, hey, if she didn't stop acting like that, you're not going to get a book and a song tonight. But we never followed through. So uh, the last two nights we followed through. And uh, she was pretty surprised. And then this morning, I think, she just woke up and she said, Dada, I'm sorry about last night. I said, no problem. No problem, buddy. I go, listen, I love reading you books and I love singing the songs with you. So, you know, please be good tonight so I can do that. Because if you, if you whine and do all that stuff you were doing last night, I, I, I can't do it again. Okay. She goes, okay, I'm going to be good. And she really got it. And then also we put her to bed earlier and she slept for like 12 hours. So I think that that was another big thing. Um, but I knew in the back of my head, I would, the whole time I kept giving in to her. I was like doing, like going like, all right, dude, you're overcompensating for, uh, you know, the way you were brought up. And now you're going to raise somebody that's going to throw a temper tantrum every time they don't get what they want. Can't have that. So, um, I actually told my wife that I was so psyched that she did it because I didn't have the stomach for it. And then like last night, I just, I kind of was like, all right, I got to get on board with this stuff. And this morning she was, uh, she was the way she always is, usually is, which she was a great kid. But, um, you know, somebody told me that a long time ago saying, you know, a lot of that little pushback and arguing, it seems adorable when that they're the young age because they're so little. But if you don't nip that um, in the bud, I always forget if it's the bud or the butt. If you don't nip nip it, if you don't get get after it, then just imagine the teenage version of that. And now they're a teenager, you know what I mean? Next thing you know, they're taking your keys and fucking taking your car while you're taking a nap on the fucking couch and shit. I don't need that. So, so there you go. Um, anyway, so we got through that. Let's do some live reads here. But she's been crushing it on the uh, the balance bike. Once again, you know, I've been wrong about a lot of shit. The balance bike is totally makes sense now. Now I get it. I was just being an angry old man like, hey, why don't you do it the way they did it when I was a kid? Um, all right. Okay, let's do some reads here. Oh, Max. Oh, Max cryo-freeze. Pronounced cryo freeze. I said it right. Um, number one, you know, living with chronic pain is the worst. It's more than a feeling of discomfort. It can affect your whole life. Many of my listeners probably have some type of pain that has prevented them from laxing or sleeping or stopping them from exercising. Perhaps it's been ongoing for a few weeks and now it hasn't improved with any of the treatments they've tried. Uh, broadcast host to provide experience of recent pain. Recent pain? My fucking... Shoulders have been bugging me. My rotator cuffs have been bugging me for four years. And now I got everything all lined up in the front. Now the one on my back left shoulder blade is all fucked up. Um, enter Omax Health. Oh, Max, how could you? 
Um, if you're looking to get rid of nagging muscle pain, joint pain immediately while providing long-lasting recovery, if you're an old dad, this is great shit, by the way, then you need to try the natural breakthrough pain relief solution. CryoFreeze CBD roll-on developed by, oh, Max, Health. Um, the non-prescription triple-action pain relief roll-on is specially formulated to block pain receptors, reduce inflammation. That's what I love. Anybody can block the signal to your pain, but the fact that this actually makes you better by reducing the inflammation, I love this shit. And improves muscle and joint flexibility. The best part is it's 100% natural. CBD powder remedy works its magic within 10 minutes of application and relief lasts up to eight hours, much longer than the over-the-counter over products. Um, CTA, oh, oh, Max, Health is offering my listeners... 20% off a full bottle of cryo-free CBD pain relief roll-on. This discount also applies towards any product site-wide. Dude, I'm ordering this shit today. Uh, just go to omaxhealth.com today and enter promo code BURR. Uh, that is omax, O-M-A-X, health.com, and enter the promo code BURR to get 20% off cryo-freeze uh, and site-wide. Um, I've been, you know, this stuff has been working magic for me as I'm rehabbing my shoulders, which feel better than they have in four years. Uh, still not sold. I can tell you pro athletes such as PGA pro golfer Kyle Stanley uses cryo-free CBD to recover both on and off the course. Well, what's he doing off the course? Huh? He's getting a little action there. And go look at the product reviews. They got 95% five-star reviews. Page after page of customers saying they've tried everything and Omax cryo-freeze is so good. Uh, they are buying it for their family and their friends too. Anyone from athletes to grandma... Grandma Josie can benefit benefit from um, uh, the immediate pain relief. So go to omaxhealth.com and enter the code BURR, B-U-R-R, to get 20% off cryo-freeze and site-wide. All right, I'm telling you this product is the real deal. Go to omax, O-M-A-X, health.com, and enter the promo code BURR to get 20% off site-wide. Um, Viomi is the next one. Viomi, get over here. Uh, hey, Viomi. Uh, Viomi helps you take control of your health so you can improve your energy, uh, gut health, and boost your immune system health. Viomi's award-winning at-home tests decode your cellular, microchondrial, and microbiome health, giving you powerful insights with over 30 health scores. Viomi gives you precise whole food nutrition plan and precision supplements based on your unique biological needs. Eliminate the guesswork, optimize your health, get more energy, healthy weight, improve gut health, better sleep, and much more. This is the one where they analyze your fecal matter, and um, you don't have to put your name to it, so you don't have to worry that they're going to build a robot that's going to come over and kill you while you're doing your crunches. Um, they just figure out, you know, everybody's a little bit different, and they figure out the perfect diet for you. Uh, Viomi would tell you, how specific foods affect you. You may be eating too much or not enough of what your body needs, and this can lead to inflammation and injuries or added weight that you don't want. Uh, Viomi's phone application lets you get these answers on demand. Questions about food? Just check the app. Viomi's partners include the Mayo Clinic, GSK, and others, and is used by Olympic gold medalists and elite professional athletes. Go to viomi.com and learn how you can get your unique insights for better health and wellness. Use promo code BURR, B-U-R-R, at checkout to save 10%, uh, sorry, save $10 on your first purchase and 55% off all subscription products. That's viomi.com, promo code BURR. And then I got my freestyle one because I don't have any copy here for it this week. Uh, I read it last week. 
Um, it's old Herb Cider. Herb's fucking Cider. Tim Herb Alexander, one of the best fucking drummers out there. One of my favorite drummers out there. Also has some of the best hard cider, uh, which is perfect for the cold winter months. And if you want to reminisce about the cold winter months in the summertime, you got to get some of Herb's Cider. Go to www.herbscider.com, H-E-R-B-S-C-I-D-E-R.com. I mean, it's January, February, March, right? Start a fire and get hammered with Herb's Hard Cider, kid. Um, all, right. <laughs> all right. What else here? We're coming up against it. Uh, coming up against it. All right, so I'm going to go do my workout here. Rehabbing the shoulders. Oh, dude, I filmed myself playing drums. Uh, and I swear to God, man, it's it's amazing. It's just like when I used to film myself, when I first filmed myself doing stand-up, and I was like, oh, my God, I thought I was killing. I thought I was amazing. I thought I was relaxed. I was f- fucking horrible. Dude, I can't even, I cannot believe I've been playing drums as long as I've played. Like, I, I, I look like such a fucking asshole. And, um, and you know what's funny is when I film myself, I also have like the video, so I can't listen to a click. So I'm sort of thinking of the song in my head. And dude, my time is just all over the place. Uh, it is a fucking mess, but I am so fucking dedicated to filming myself. Like every single time I play now, just to sit and watch to see what I'm doing wrong. Um... It is such an education, you know, when you just think you're just fucking wailing and then you, you watch yourself and you just look like you're just playing with like some chopsticks or something. I was just terrible, absolutely fucking terrible, but it inspired me uh, to get better. Um, and uh, I've been flying again. I took a couple of weeks off just getting through the holidays and stuff and um, doing a lot of dad stuff, making sure my kid got adjusted at school and everything. Um, so now dad has a little more free time and, uh, I went on this great flight the other day where I, uh, I took off from the Valley and then I just kind of flew East until I got to the, uh, the LA zoo. Then I went down around, you know, the observatory past the Hollywood sign right out, right down Sunset Boulevard, out to the Santa Monica pier, bang the left. And then one of my favorite things to do is when you transition through uh, LAX airspace, it's at or below 150. So you're going right over the fucking beach, you know, people surfing and all of this shit. Then you come out the other side. You're in Torrance airspace. Then I went around the Pacific Palisades, which I plan on doing because whale watching season's coming. Um, then I went to where I learned how to fly, which was... Uh, uh, Long Beach Airport, and I actually forgot the procedure. Um, what was it South Rowena? I was like, "Where the which side of Signal Hill is this on again?" And fortunately, we had the Google Maps and shit, because the helicopter I'm flying now is the fucking shit, the Cabri G2. It's got a glass cockpit, and like they have this technology now, where it's like you're like an air traffic controller, like you can see, you know where everybody is in the sky, how much they're above you, how much they're below you. It's just little triangles, and it points in the direction that they're going in. So you know where to look, you know where they are, and um, 
you can do just like an iPhone, like and make it bigger, make it smaller, and you can see all of this traffic. But um, I basically just keep it, you know, a nice little two-mile radius, like who's around me or whatever. And um, it's just made it so safe. And uh, I cannot say enough about this helicopter. I'm having so much fun flying this thing. And, um, oh, and then we went over to Compton and did some autos over there. My autos weren't as good as I would have liked, but they were still way better than they used to be. And, uh, and then that was it. I brought her back. She's getting a little maintenance done. Uh, it's a brand new helicopter. The first 25 hour little, we're using the brake and oil. So um, I think I get it back. I got it back yesterday. And uh, so I'm going to do a little more flying. I absolutely fucking love it. It's the best. All right, that's it, everybody. Enjoy the hockey. Um, I don't know what's going on with the Celtics. I was so enjoying watching them playing. And then everybody got fucking COVID, I guess, who we're going to be playing. Had like back-to-back games or something canceled with the Bulls. But uh, I watched a great game between the Sixers and the Miami Heat that went into overtime. That was a fun game to watch. And um, the dude who looked like Jamie Foxx wasn't playing. And it was still a great game. Uh, I don't know, kind of got into NBA hoop as much as I bitch about him. But we're going to have the first um, uh, Anything Better podcast, me and Paul Verzi, sports podcast. We'll be doing it um, on Wednesday. It's going to be talking uh, NFL playoff football. And I, I'm warning, if you're a Brooklyn Net fan, you, you just might want to wear your earmuffs because Verzi's been on a fucking tirade about them lately, about what a fucking rat you are if you walked away from the Knicks and just became a Nets fan. Um, let's look NFL playoffs here. What do we got here? Oh, there's the Bruins schedule. Bruins versus Devils. Then we Saturday we play the Devils again. Then the Islanders. Then we got uh, play the Flyers, home and home. And then we got the the Penguins, both home games. Then we got the Capitals, both away games. I think, unless I'm reading this wrong. Then back to back games against the Flyers. Back to back games against the Sabers. Back to back Rangers. Then another island. For some reason, the Islanders are just random. Back-to-back Devils. And we got a Flyers, Islanders, back-to-back Rangers, Capitals. It's just going to be fucking great. Um, although I don't see us playing anybody out west. It just seems like we're just sort of staying in our division here. Maybe that's like their COVID thing. Um, yeah, that seems to be what it is. We're just sort of playing the old Adams and Patrick division from back in the day. Um so we shall see. I'm definitely going to try and watch some of the uh, Edmonton Oilers. Dry Seidel. Love watching that guy play. All right, that's the podcast, everybody. Go fuck yourselves. Oh, I didn't do any of the NFL picks. I love doing NFL picks, so you guys know what not to pick. Let's do this here. Let's do this real quick, real quick. NFL playoff schedule. All right. The Rams, who just were, looked fucking unbelievable, are going to play the Packers in Green Bay. I think that they have a letdown game. They played so perfectly, and I think Aaron Rodgers and the Packers are going to get them. Um, and I think they got two wounded Warriors there at quarterback, so I, I think I give that edge to the Packers. All right. Bills, Ravens. Um, Bills have a good defense, and the Ravens have Lamar Jackson. Mm, that's a good one. That is a good one. Bills have Josh Allen. Um, I don't know. The Bills are so new. I'm wondering if their head coach, who may or may not be me, or their defensive coordinator can come up with a scheme to stop the Ravens. 
Um, oh, that's a t- let me come back to that one. Chiefs Brown, that's Chiefs all day. Uh, Saints Buccaneers, that's going to be a great fucking game. I'm re- rooting for the Tom Brady Buccaneers, of course. All right, I got to make a pick here. I'm going to say the Ravens go in and break the Buffalo Bills hearts. I'm going to be rooting for the Bills just because they've never won a Super Bowl there, right? Um, Buccaneers, Saints, I'm taking the Buccaneers because I love Tom Brady, Gronk, and even Antonio Brown was a Patriot for half a second. So it's sort of the Tampa Bay Patriots for me. Um, And I want to see Tom Brady get number seven. He's got to catch up with Nick Saban. Um, But I also love the Saints. Alvin Kamara and Drew Brees, that's going to be a fun, crazy fucking game. Um, High-scoring game is what I'm hoping for. Defensive struggle, whatever. I just want to see some good football. All right, that's it. All right, everybody, as Donald Trump says, come together. Let's stop fighting with each other, all right? Let's get ready for forgetful Freddy, his plastic face, and that that chick he's bringing with him. (laughs) Have a great weekend, you cunts. Enjoy the music, and I'll end in another bonus half hour. Uh, Thursday afternoon just before Friday Monday morning podcast and I'll talk to you on Monday. It's Bill Burr, and it's the Monday Morning Podcast for Monday, January 14th, 2013. 2013 in the year of our Lord. Ladies and gentlemen, another week has passed. Um, I'm downstairs Sunday night, believe it or not. This is why this podcast hopefully is up on time. Hopefully I was able to upload it on time, pass it on to the person who uploads it, and they were able to upload it, and you were able to download it, and now you're listening to it. Hopefully that has happened. Um, I'm down here. Nia's upstairs. She's watching the fucking Golden Globes. Jesus Christ. Oh, Jesus. I'm sitting in, I'm like, where my room is, where I sit and stare at my computer and act like I actually have a serious fucking career it's right off the TV place, the room there. And uh, for fucking two hours, all I'm hearing coming out of that room is her watching the Golden Globes and just one person after another just going, I want to congratulate. It, it was so so brave. Everything was brave. Such a brave performance. I, 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 your, your unending courage. Your, your, your shut the fuck up. Jesus, you, you would think these fucking people just, I don't know what, just won a war. Your, 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 your compassion for the human experience, your, 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 your the, the, the intestinal fortitude of your fucking essence, of your aura. Jesus, just fucking blow them already. You know what I mean? 
literally mouths filling up with saliva as they're just trying to get more fucking compliments out. I get it. You know? How people sit there and fucking watch those things. Let me ask you guys a question. Would you show up? Would you show up to some shit like that if you ever got nominated for something like that? You know? Would you go out? Would you go to a little tuxedo place down the street? Get yourself those plastic shoes that God knows how many people have already fucking worn and gone out and puked in. You know? You stick your head through some fucking rented limo sunroof. Woo! Ow! Fucking golden clothes, baby! Loser! Winner! Winner right here. You. You eating that corn dog. Go fuck yourself. Nominated. Not nominated. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. Right? Then you fucking have a couple of Michelobes. <coughs> you walk in there. The nomination for most original screenplay goes to Zippy Zipperfest. They play the stupid music, and you got to walk up to, I can take my agent, I can take my manager, my publicist, my, uh, uh, I'm sorry, I'm drawing a blank, uh, my wife, uh, for your unended courage, your bravery, and putting up with me. I know I'm not easy. I know I keep using an English accent, but it just always seems to be some sort of British accent now. You know? Even like when you go on the internet there, you go on the internet, how old did I just sound? And they try to explain something. Or sometimes when they have like a fucking, uh, what do you call it there? You call up and somebody puts, you know, you, you get to the voicemail, right? They got that English accent going on. I don't understand why they're, they're, they're really in fucking vogue. I, would, I went to my, my favorite website, that TED.com, because it always blows my mind what these fucking eggheads are working on. And every once in a while, it's something inspirational. And today I went on there, and uh, I'm looking at this fucking lady and, uh, named Sue Austin. She got sick, so now she's in a wheelchair, or she calls it a power chair. So uh, she was actually psyched get, to get in the wheelchair because I guess she was bedridden and then she got in the wheelchair and she was like psyched. She goes, I could fucking cruise down the street. You know, you know, the wheelchairs they got now, like those old people have, they're not the same ones. Like, you, you know, I don't think we've experienced our first death yet, but if they make those fucking wheelchairs any faster, like there's, you know, there's going to be a lawsuit, you know. So anyway, she's flying down the street in, in, her, in her wheelchair, evidently having the fucking time of her life, feeling the wind in her face because anything's better than laying in that fucking bed under all those blankets. So she's psyched, goes out in the world, having a great time. Of course, she's saying all this in an English accent. Feeling the wind on me face. Blimey. <laughs> all these cunts scattering about. Um. <laughs> so anyways... Long story short, she's taken aback how everybody, like, almost, like, ignores her. You know what I mean? Which I try not to do when I meet people in wheelchairs. You know what I mean? Like, you try to fucking, you're, you're looking them in the eye, you're having a conversation, but you can't help but feel like you look, you obviously you're looking down on them. Then it feels like this weird, like, cond- condescending thing. Like, hey, you down there, I'm talking to you up here, right? So what else are you going to do? You're going to squat down, and now they feel like a little kid, and you're going to tie their shoe or something? It's really – it should really be some sort of standing to wheelchair um, um, manners drawn up. You know what I mean? 
Would it be weird if you if you sit down too? <laughs> or are you then mocking their condition? Because at the end of the conversation, you can get up and walk away. You know what I mean? And all you're trying to do is not hurt their fucking feelings. Well, evidently, you know, they're well aware that you didn't put them in the chair. So they're like, just treat me fucking normal. Evidently. You know, could I say evidently one more fucking time this week? Um, God knows there's some douche out there counting it. Oh, I'm not trying to be a dick, but um, this week's podcast, you said evidently fucking 14. Really? What did you do after you got done counting the evidentlies? What was the next exciting part of your fucking day, you goddamn cunt? Um, so anyways, back to the lady in the wheelchair. So I don't know. I kind of fast forward through some of the video, right? Because I got to do this podcast. And um, she, I don't know, she got into diving or some shit. Oh, I know. Somehow she could, she, I don't know. She just starts talking about fucking scuba diving. And now when you put that shit on, the apparati that you go scuba diving with, all of a sudden, like the wheelchair, it alters your way that you move around in the world. But scuba diving was, was, was looked, is looked upon as exciting. So I thought, what if I combined the two? I know this is a brutal accent. So she basically fucking put on a mask, a regulator. And a tank in the back, put some fins on the fucking wheelchair, and this lady had the balls, the fucking ovaries, if you will, to scuba dive. So they cut to her going through the ocean. She's got long hair. It's hanging out the back, floating. She's fucking in a wheelchair, sitting down, going through the ocean. It was beautiful and creepy all at the same fucking time. It's kind of frightening, I got to admit. It was a little bit frightening. It kind of reminded me a little bit of that movie Mama that's coming out. You know, with that fucking tree woman that raised those two kids. Two kids get lost in the woods, and then they find this this fucking creepy woman, tree, dirty person. I don't know what the fuck it is, but I'm definitely seeing that movie because that movie, that movie better not disappoint me. Because uh, I saw the ads for that. Did you guys see the ads for that? Mama? You know, these two kids get lost in the fucking woods and this thing raises them. And then I guess the humans, you know, find them and they bring the two kids back. They're out there for like five fucking years. And evidently uh, the fucking dirty mother from the woods is not happy that she lost her kids. So she comes back to get them. And um, once again, you people who are not into guns. <clears throat> you know, and you're against the NRA, I'll tell you right now. I would love to hear what you had to say when some fucking half a tree, half a woman, dirty fucking individual comes into your house from the woods after you find your kids because you somehow lost them out there for the last five fucking years, comes back into your house, and you're sitting there with a bread knife and an English muffin, and this fucking thing comes through the goddamn window. Huh? Wouldn't you want to have a semiotic assault rifle? Not trying to cause a debate. I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. You know? Just trying to take a different angle on this. <laughs> so anyways, this lady is in a fucking wheelchair scuba diving. All right? I'm terrified of the ocean. 
absolutely fucking... I can't even say I'm terrified. I'm, I'm informed of the ocean. I know what's in it. I know some of what's in it. That's another thing, too. We don't even know everything that's in it. And, you're, and you can't see it, and you're going to go there. And you can't fucking breathe, so you gotta bring you got to bring air with you. Yeah, that, that's a good idea. I'm going to fucking go someplace where I can't breathe. Don't worry, I brought some air. <laughs> I'm going to go where I can't fucking breathe. Everything's faster than me. And if it wants to, it might start eating me alive. But don't worry, I brought some air. Yeah, these fucking people, they're, they're out of their minds and they don't deserve to be rescued. I don't get, I don't understand, you know, the Coast Guard. I, other than international freight. Because we got to get food and shirts to people. Okay, so if they... <laughs> so if those, those people get in trouble, I definitely think you should go out and try and help them out. Okay. But if you're just fucking out there, you know, beach blanket, bingo, and you're out there surfing, you know, or you put on some goggles and you bring some air and you decide to go under the, you know what, go fuck yourself. We don't have the money. California doesn't have it. We don't have the money to go save you. This fucking state is broke. Goddamn assholes. They got fucking DUI checks every three feet. And why do you think that is? Because they're trying to crack down on it? No, because they're making a fortune. Often catching some people who had a couple of Budweiser's. You know? I don't even know what I'm talking about this week. So anyways, this lady in the fucking wheelchair, she scuba dives now. And she can't move her fucking legs. And she has the fucking ovaries to go down there. And I... I and, I don't have the balls to do it. I'm absolutely blown away by her. But then on another side, she's kind of cheating. Because like if a shark comes at her, she could just sort of lean to one side and all he's going to get is a mouthful of metal and, you know, break all his teeth. <laughs> that would be great. Ah, oh, you like that leg? Good. Take a shot at it. You just fucking lean. Shark comes in, fucking knocks out all his teeth. Fucking freaking out. Freak out a shark. Get him to put his little flipper over his mouth like a little kid who broke his front teeth. I don't know. If you see her, I know that they're trying to make it beautiful. But there's something about her long hair. The fact that she's sitting down. It's just weird. And it's creepy. Do you know I keep seeing that dirty mother, half a tree person uh, with the leaves in her hair? I actually, like the downstairs... In my house, is it's just creepy. I don't know what it is. There's something that's creepy about it, and I love it. Because I come down here, and my mind starts fucking with me. And I don't believe in ghosts. I don't believe in monsters of, uh, you know, other than just shit that we know that exists. Like sociopaths, axe murderers, grizzly bears. And even a grizzly bear is not a monster. It's just hungry, and I'm there, okay? I would like that it wouldn't maul me and try and eat me. But it's not sitting there like, Whoa, I'm going to fucking ruin this guy's day. Doesn't have a, it's just hungry. It's trying to get a sandwich. All right. And if I'm in its vicinity, I'm like one of those sweaty pieces of turkey that you see in one of those subway fucking uh, franchises. You know, I want to buy one of those things. I want to buy a fast food franchise. That's how I'm going to get out of this fucking business. I'm going to buy something that just fucking serves people poison. 
and I'm going to buy it, and I'm going to sit on the roof dressed like the mascot. And I'm going to have a little bullhorn and just real creepy. As people walk in, I'm just going to be going, Go ahead and eat it. Come on, you fat bastard. Get in there and just get, get that grease all in your fucking all in your arteries. Big fucking clown shoes. You know, maybe I'll just yell at him. Go ahead, you dumb fuck. Yeah, bring your whole family in. Dad, how you thinking, aren't you? Why is your mascot so mean? Um, I hate when people defend eating like shit because they're broke. You know what I mean? I mean, how much does an apple really cost? You'd be surprised. That shit will fill you up. You can get a banana for 25 fucking cents. You can get 25. Even as a... You can be a fucking white dude, blue blood white dude in a suit. If you stand there long enough going, hey, can I have a quarter? Can somebody give me a quarter? Someone will give me a fucking quarter. You got a banana. There you go. You can ride that out till lunch, can't you? Starts raining, you open your mouth. <laughs> right? You get some water. Then what? Then lunchtime comes around. Lunch is tough. Trying to beg for a lunch. That's a rough one. You know? How long do you think you're homeless before you look homeless? That's the crucial time. It's, that, it's, gotta, it's like that, that show, The First 48. <laughs> <laughs> you got 48 hours before you look like you've been out there for 48 days. So you got basically two days... To somehow get the fuck off the streets, or else you're you're in it for the long. You're in it for a while. You know, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about this week, everybody. I'm just trying to get this fucking thing done because I got shit to do tomorrow. I got shit to do. Old Twinkle Toes here has some shit to do. Um, am I really 15 minutes in? Well, you know what? Why don't we just do a couple little advertisements? We got two this week, everybody. Isn't that nice? Let's get two. We're going to do two right now. We'll get them. What the hell? What is this? Ah, oh, Jesus. That's that fucking ripoff. Has nothing to do with the advertising. You know what? I'm the worst. Okay, there it is. Stamps.com, everybody. You know the drill. Stamps.com. This, this will literally change your life in such a great way. If you're new to my podcast, if you go into the post office, okay, you don't have to do it anymore. You can bring the post office right into your own your own apartment, your own house. Maybe they refinished the garage. You know, your parents let you move in after college. You can show a little initiative. Sign up for Stamps.com, everybody. Um, Think about how much time you've wasted going to the post office or how much money you've wasted leasing an expensive postage meter. Stamps.com is the better way to get postage. Just use what you already have, your own computer and your printer, to buy and print official U.S. postage for any letter or package. With Stamps.com, everything you would do at the post office, you can do right from your desk at a fraction of the cost of a postage meter. I've been using Stamps.com for the last year, sending out all my DVDs. It's great. Um, I love it. I feel like I'm uh, feel like I'm stealing money right now. Get this special offer when you use my last name Burr B U R R for a no risk trial plus a hundred ten dollar bonus offer that includes a digital scale and up to fifty five dollars in free postage. Don't wait. Go to stamps.com before you do anything else. Click on the microphone at the top of the homepage and type in Burr B U R R. That's stamps.com. Enter Burr. And I got one other one here. I got one other one here. Did you guys watch any of that football? 
Huh? Are you Americans? Did you watch the football? See what I did there? I'm not talking football. I was just stalling just so I could get to the next ad. I wanted you guys to hang in there so you wouldn't fast forward. <clears throat> okay. E-voice, everybody. E-voice is what busy professionals use to save time at work, to save time and work smarter. E-voice converts, converts all your voicemails to text and sends it directly to your cell phone. No more interrupting your day to check your voicemail or waiting till after a meeting to find out what's going on. With E-voice, your calls will always be routed to you no matter where you are. E-voice also comes with your own conference line for up to 94 participants on one single call. 94 participants. You could take over the world with a conference call of 94 participants. All right? Just make sure you stay you stay being the guy on top. No, you want to be the guy second in command. The guy on top always gets whacked. Anyways, it all starts for less than $10 per month. But right now, they have a special offer for our podcast listeners. You can get eVoice free for six months with no obligation. For your free six-month trial, go to eVoice.com and enter the pro- promo code BILL. Um, eVoice can make your small business sound professional. Like a Fortune 500 company, they can create your own uh, custom professional greeting. Yeah, they got like all these voiceover actors, whatever you want. Whatever you want. You want the English accent to sound professional like everyone else? You got, they got that. Um, eVoice provides a dial-by-name directory so you'll sound like the big boys. Plus, pick your own toll-free number or sync it with the number you have now. Wherever you are, people will think you are at the office. Um, want to work anywhere? Blah, 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 blah. It's, it's, it goes on forever. eVoice. If you're starting up your business, this is it. Go to evoice.com. Type in the promo code Bill and uh, take your business to the next level today. All right. Back to business here. <clears throat> um, did you guys watch any of the uh, – oh, you know what? The tree person. Whatever. I don't know why I keep calling it a tree person. It just looks like – the person looks like they're made out of bark. So when I come downstairs in my house – it's the bank's house. Who's kidding who? All right. I just, whenever you buy something, all you do is you're just switching landlords. You know, I love people. You rent a deal. People just, ah, I own. I bought my house. No, you didn't. No, you didn't. You sold yourself. You freed yourself from this guy. And then you sold yourself into indentured servitude to the tune of 30 years. That's what you did. How old are you now? Add 30 to that. All right. Yeah. That's when you own your house. Hey, don't get mad at me. I don't make the fucking rules. Um, so anyways, with my bank-owned house here, this is what I do when I come downstairs and I get freaked out, you know. Whatever the latest monster movie that comes out, if it, if it catches me, whenever I come down and the, and the lights are out and I have to walk into the dark room before I turn the light on, I always picture that thing being in there coming at me. And I can really freak myself out. You know, same way like if I jump into a pool and I start thinking, what if there's a fucking alligator swimming right at me? It makes me fucking swim real quick to the side. You know, it's just your fucking mind playing tricks on you. So I know I, I, I know how to get over it now. What I do is I walk in the room and I don't turn on the lights and I fucking 360 just give the whole room the finger. That's what I do. And I've never gotten killed for doing it. <laughs> You want to get over that shit. That's how you keep your mind right, son. Um, <clears throat> I know. I'm out of my mind. Did you guys watch all this? How fucking great were the games? This I know there's a lot of bummed out fans because your team lost. And uh, I'll tell you right now. I wonder who, who do you think aged more? Bronco fans 
or uh, Atlanta fans or Seahawks fans. I mean, those that those two fucking games were, were were unbelievable, unbelievable. And I know what a lot of people are thinking right now. For all those years when I trashed Peyton Manning because they kept saying that you know I tell you if I had to start tape, despite Tom Brady's three rings and Peyton Manning had zero at that point, the guy I'd have to start with. I still got to go with Peyton Manning. You know, um, I'm actually going to defend Peyton Manning. That loss last week was not his fault. Okay, now I know that they had, you know, a punt return or something like that and that bullshit or whatever. Okay, the guy had a tip ball for an interception, tipped off his own fucking receiver's hands for a pick six. That's not on him. All right? Now, he had the Brett Favre running right, throwing back left across the body over the middle for a pick. He did do that. However, the goat of that game is Raheem Moore. All right? You're up fucking seven points, 30 seconds left. They're 70 yards away. And he stands there, and they got no timeouts left, 30 seconds. He stands there like, like, oh, what if they run it? Don't let anybody get behind you. So this fucking guy runs by Champ Bailey, right? Champ's got him down low. This guy's supposed to come over and have him over, uh, over the top. He gets there late. And they let Joe Flacco... Joe Flacco, who they keep telling me is this fucking amazing. He even says it. He even says he's amazing. I see moments of it, all right? But I think he's been in the fucking league long enough to realize that he's not amazing. He is efficient with glimpses of brilliance. And I don't think there's a fucking Raven fan out there that would argue with me, all right? I don't even think he's Tony Romo. I don't. He's just one of those fucking guys. One of those guys. I don't know what it is. Like just you notice like how certain fucking teams they're just good in one area. They just know how to draft this one fucking position, or maybe uh, just know how to draft defensive players. Like look at the, the Giants. Nobody knows how to draft front four guys on a defense like the fucking Giants. They're unbelievable. Steelers always have a great. Always have a great defense. Then there's other teams that are just fast fucking teams. They always have great wide receivers. And then, I don't know, the fucking Ravens, they just can't pick a quarterback to save their goddamn life. They can't. So anyway, so this guy fucking throws this ball. Throws it up for grabs, a la Eli Manning, except he was actually facing where he was throwing it, as opposed to turning and facing the opposite uh, uh, end zone with his shoulders up. Oh, did did he catch it? Um... (laughs) I'm fucking with you, Giants fans. It was a hell of a throw. Anyways, so this fucking Raheem Moore, he's getting over there late. All of a sudden, he fucking starts turning around because he looked over the wrong shoulder. And for a half a second, he's running backwards. He looked like a right fielder in Little League uh, uh, baseball. You know what I mean? That kid, please don't hit it to me. And he fucking stops running, jumps up, misses the ball. Lands on his fucking ass. The Ravens dude catches it. Champ Bailey is right on that guy's ass. But now because of Raheem, he had to hurdle that guy, which gave the the Ravens receiver enough. You can see it in Champ's fucking body language when he hurdles over that kid. You can see he's like, ah, he's going to fucking score now. And they scored. All right. 
What more does Peyton Manning have to do? They put up fucking 35 fucking points against the Ravens. That should be enough to win the game. So I don't think that that's on... uh, I don't think that that loss is on Peyton Manning as far as, like, blowing the game. You're up by seven points with 30 seconds fucking left, 70 yards to go. That's on the goddamn defense. All right? So I know a lot of you guys thought I was going to pile on. I actually felt bad for Peyton Manning, and I enjoyed watching him this year. Now that he was finally out of a Colts uniform, I could enjoy watching him because I had major problems you guys know the deal with the Colts crying about the Patriots. Oh, they tried too hard. We made a tape of it. Yeah, sorry, Colts. All the shit, that, all that shit they're doing covering your receivers, that's all legal. Well, it shouldn't be. Well, then fucking, I don't know, change the rules, right? And the fucking owner sits on the rules committee. Next thing you know. Next thing you fucking know. And the whole, the whole game changed. The whole game changed. All offense, defense, everything is fucking changed because of the goddamn Colts. Because those fucking cunts couldn't beat us. And that's why all Dan Marino's records are falling. That's why you're starting to see Jerry Rice's records are being beaten by Wes Welker. You know? That's why it's very rare to see an aggressive cornerback anymore. Because it's basically, as far as I can tell, it's kind of illegal to cover a receiver. I've been through this shit. So anyways... Now, anyway, what am I trying to say? So now that he plays for the fucking Broncos, I actually, you, you, that was my prediction. I, I said the Patriots are going to beat the Texans, and we we're going to go into Denver, and we were going to lose because they had a better defense than we did, and our defense has been suspect all year, although they played great. Uh, they did play great today, and it was still close. You know what? I think today I finally understood the prevent defense when I was watching the Texans in their second-to-last drive where they, for some reason, had no sense of urgency, and they were down by three scores. And I watched them. The Patriots just went, you know, protected the sidelines, kept it over the middle, and those guys burned off like four and a half fucking minutes and got the two-point conversion. And somehow they were only down by 10, but all we had to get was a couple of first downs, and the whole thing was fucking over. Um, I still don't like it. I don't. I still don't fucking like it. And uh, I don't. I don't know what else to tell you, dude. I'm fucking burned out. I watch so much goddamn football. You know how psyched is the head coach with his Santa Claus hair, with his buzz cut Santa Claus fucking hair that, that Atlanta finally won one. That was his ass. He would have to put his house on the market. If they lost today, that was it. If they were up by twenty and they fucking lost to Seattle, that was fucking it. But I got to tell you, man, Seattle is the future, man. If they can somehow keep that team together, that, that, that's a scary, that's going to be a scary, scary fucking team. And God damn it, Pete Carroll's a good coach. Woo! Didn't get to see him do that too much until the second half, but uh, whatever. Congratulations to all the winners. Who do you guys like? Who do you like? I have no idea. I kind of got to think... Uh, I would say the 49ers, God knows they were fucking kicking the Patriots' ass. But you always got to figure Bill Belichick, you know, once he's seen you once, that's it. You know, plus all the shit he filmed. I mean, (laughs) 
you got to think we might have you the second time around. But that's provided we can get by the Ravens. All right? Can I do my dumb ESPN shit? Uh, Bill, what do you think the keys to the game is? I think it all comes down to Joe Flacco. All right? I think I think we if is I think we can somehow contain Ray Rice so he won't kill us too bad. Hopefully he won't rip off an 80-yard fucking touchdown carry on the first goddamn play. But uh it all comes down to Joe Flacco. Is it going to be bonehead Joe Flacco? Or is it going to be the Joe Flacco they keep telling me is going to fucking show up each week? All right. If the prodigy shows up, we could be in trouble because everybody knows the Ravens. They all know their fucking defense. And by the way, I'm sick of people talking about Ray Lewis going, yeah, can he just retire already and get on, go back to his murdering career? Um, he was never convicted of murder. He was initially going to be charged. I think he might have been charged. Was he charged? He was charged with obstruction of justice. He pled guilty to that to make it fucking go away. I don't know. I looked it up on Wikipedia. It is kind of shady. I don't know what happened. It was, he had some sort of John Travolta white suit that was never recovered from that evening. Um, I don't know. I never believe any of that shit. He was also a fucking multi-million dollar athlete in a fucking club. And some shit went down, so God knows they're going to drag him into it. The lawyers will anyways, right? Hey, Bill, you ever think about talking about shit that you know about instead of just running your goddamn mouth? Um, anyways, yeah, I, I'm excited about the, all these new quarterbacks that are coming in. That uh, Colin uh, Kaepernick and Russell Wilson, man, those guys. I was kind of looking forward to seeing those guys square off, but uh, being a Boston guy, I'm glad a BC guy won. Um, but uh, my prediction... Somehow the Patriots were going to squeak by the Ravens. I'm going to age like nine years. And um, I don't think the 49ers are going to have a problem with the Ravens. Uh, with, with the Ravens. With the, with the Falcons. I think they're too deep. I think their quarterback is not even remotely nervous. I think he actually enjoys. He actually said that he enjoys playing in close games. I think the 49ers got their guy. They have a fucking beast. On the horizon here. And this is another wave of new quarterbacks coming in. And somehow Brady and Peyton are the old guys now. It's unreal. And I'm older than all of them. All right. <clears throat> on with the podcast here. Um, I know there's going to be a lot of people disappointed that I, I didn't trash Peyton Manning. But you, do you understand what I'm saying? That one isn't on him. It's not on him. But what's funny is now after all these years of me talking about his playoff record and saying all that shit, they're finally bringing all of that up. They're finally saying what I've been saying when I now don't hate the guy anymore. You know, now I'm watching ESPN going, ah, geez, you don't have to bring that up. <laughs> I'm a fucking nut. So anyways, um, this is the big exciting thing in my life. You know, I've, I've finally got this fucking house somewhat ship shape. I'm an asshole. I bought an old house, you know. And when you buy something old, it's just constantly falling down. Like I actually had to turn the heat off. Because it's loud as fuck. And I looked up and I said, oh, I can actually adjust that vent that looks like it was put in in like 1975. You know, some sort of Brady Bunch era vent that's in the ceiling. So I go up there and I, sh I go to shut it off and it's so fucking old, it can't quite close. It can only close to the point where the hot air is now whistling through the vents. So my options were either to leave it full blast, drying out what's left of the top of my head. 
um, well, the hair on top of my head, having it whistle or sit here in the cold, which is what I'm doing, you know? Oh, shit. Is that fucking tree lady going to show up? Because it feels like it's outside coming up here with leaves in her fucking bush. <laughs> I have to go see that movie. Why is it crawling around on the floor? Oh, hey, speaking of movies. Oh, there's a segue for you. Um, ben Affleck won for uh, um, um, Argo. And uh, I was looking it up there online. And evidently, Iran was less than thrilled with his version of what the fuck happened in Argo. So evidently they are, evidently I said it again, they're going to make, they're going to make their version of Argo. All right. Any movie nerds out there who listen to this podcast, please stay on that. I want to watch that movie. I really want to watch that fucking movie. I want to see their version of what they think happened. You know, we got the Hollywood version. Why shouldn't we get the uh, Tehran version? That's what they should start doing, I think, around the world. When big Hollywood movies make movies about other countries, that country should just pool their money together in an adorable way that all the little insignificant countries around the world, you know. I mean, it was good who. There's only like, there's like three real countries. Like the world is, it's kind of like baseball where there's like, you know, there's like six teams that are going to be competing for it every year. And the rest of you, you like the Brewers, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you want me to be the ignorant American? I'll fucking play it up. Oh, Bill, stop acting like you're dumbing your shit down. We all know you're all right. Go fuck. You're right. You're right. I'm dumb. So anyways, I've been trying to... uh, Oh, so any, stay on that, please, for the love of God, stay on that. And, and I ran, if you're listening, all right? Don't fucking pussy out. Make that movie. I want to see it. I think it's great. Let me see your lies. Let me see what you got to say about what happened. What's your version going to have? Huh? Those six people were rapists? Or were they friends of yours and you actually helped them on the plane? I want to see it, all right? If you could just, you know, take time out of hating and just make a movie. That's that's actually bad. I shouldn't say that. Not everybody hates over there. There's got to be an Iranian Bill Burr sitting there trying to podcast. I saw it. I saw a documentary on kids who play heavy metal and metal music and trying to be in a fucking band in either Iraq or Iran. I forget what it was. It was really interesting. So there we go. Let's let's fucking cap that ignorance right there, Bill. Um, So anyways, I own this. I own this old house. Um, this old house is a piece of shit. This old house has a bunch of plaster that Abraham Lincoln fucking put in. Yeah, the bit fucking eight sixteens. Um, so I'm gradually getting this thing. I had to fucking do the guts first. I had to do the wiring, and I had to do the plumbing. And by saying I had to do it, I mean I hired another man to come over and do what I don't know how to do. <laughs> So I think I got it ship shape. I think I finally got rid of the last little bits of galvanized pipe. I got everything in here. Now it's all copper. Right? So I don't even want green or brown fucking water. I got most most of the uh, electrical done. You know? 
I don't know. I don't know what was going on. We had some sort of fucking exposed wire near the gas, and we literally could have blown ourselves up every time we fucking used the fireplace or something. So got that straightened out. Last week, you know, we, we got uh, we got dish rather than cable, and uh, the last people here had cable. So I'll tell you right now, two fucking people that I can't stand and two people that you won't be able to stand when you fucking get a house are painters and the cable guy. All right? The guys who install cable. These fucking cunts. First of all, painters, they paint over everything. They don't give a fuck. Doorknobs, hinges, doorbells, windows, outlets. If there's a fucking kid leaning up against the wall, they'll fucking they'll paint over it. Like, they'll go up, down, up. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Give the kid three fucking swipes before they realize, oh, wait, this is a, a living thing. They'll paint your fucking dog. They don't give a shit. What color you want it? All right, everything. Why don't you just grab the bucket of paint, take the lid off, and then just start spinning around with it? Because that's what the fuck you're doing. You know? Then I got to go in and clean up your goddamn mess. So anyways, and then the cable guys, when they install cable, they basically unload like five miles of cable. They completely overestimate what they need, and then they grab a fucking drill and, and a staple, some sort of staple gun. They go, gash, what gash, what gash, up the side of your fucking house. And then whatever's in their way, they just drill through it. So I spent like three hours the other day climbing all over my house, getting this shit off. You know, now I got to go back with like fucking stucco and whatever the fuck I got to do and patch up some of these holes. You know, some of the nails came out and took a chunk of this shit out. Threw all of that out. So now, you know, spackled the walls, repainted them. I'm all fucking good. So now I get to do the fun shit. I get to actually work on something that you can see. So uh, we got these doors upstairs. We got like five doors upstairs. Three of them are original from the old days. And then two of them are Home Depot specials. Which basically means an eight-year-old having a temper tantrum could put his little fucking eight-year-old hand through him. So, uh, I don't know. I actually found a place where they have all these old fucking vintage doors and it's made of the old shit. You know? When you fucking knock on the door, it makes that solid sound as opposed to that shit sound. You know, that Ikea sound? That's Ikea. You hear that? Wait a sec. That's Ikea. This right here? That's vintage doors. Here? Shit? Can you tell the difference? Well, you know what? Go fuck yourself. I can't. Um, wait, here's, a, here's, a, here's some Ikea. Here's some Ikea right here. Here. Hear that? I have no balls. You hear that? And that fucking wood? That, you know why Ikea gets their wood? They basically, like, you ever see those popsicle stick houses? They have Cambodians make those, but instead of, like... A house, they make a dresser out of it. That's what they do. And they just unscrew it and they ship it over here. That's what they do. Um, so anyways, I found these old fucking doors. And uh, they are in rough shape. I ain't going to lie to you. But uh, I'm actually going to attempt to refinish these fucking things. So if anybody out there knows, what can I use to take the paint off? I don't want to use this sander. I don't want to fuck the thing up. All right, my dad was telling me they got this goop. You can just paint on it. You walk away, you come back, it shrivels up, and then you just fucking wipe it off. Does anybody know what the name of it is? This is what I do when I do this shit. I ask somebody I respect, like my dad, and then I ask like fucking 20 other people, and then I just, I put it all together. 
Bill, we really don't want to hear about you re-fucking doing your how. Go fuck yourself. Um, let, let's, get, let's get to some emails for the week, shall we? I'm still in a Christmas mood. I didn't trash fucking Peyton Manning. Um, India's rebuttal. Do you remember a few weeks? I'm not reading that fucking one. I'll get to that one in a second. Uh, Professor wants to bang. Hey, Bill. I'm a 19-year-old male college freshman, and my professor wants to have sex. Do it! Um, sorry. That wasn't me. That was somebody else yelling. Okay? I'm going to be a professional. I kept getting these signs ever since the first few weeks of class began. You're 19. You're an adult, right? I'm not really... I can't get in trouble here, right? Um, I noticed any time I am running late to class by a few minutes, she would always wait for me to start class. Dude, get to the good part. What does she look like? Um, every time I walked in, she would say things like, oh, I was worried you were sick. And I was worried you were going to miss my class. Jesus, she's putting it out there right in front of the whole class. Um, anytime any el- anyone else is late to class, she ignores them and starts on time. Well, wait a minute, dude. Are you the teacher's pet? Are you, you know, when she says, so did everybody do the reading last night? Do we uh, have any any thoughts on the um, assigned material? Everyone just sits there staring at her, chewing their gum slowly, and you actually put your your, your hand up. Oh, Michael, what do you have to say? Well, I, I found it. I thought it was brave. I thought it was it was exquisite, you know? All right, let me just read the rest of this here. Um, anytime anyone else is late to class, she, she ignores them, starts on time. Okay. She is always over the top nice to me when we see each other. I brushed this off, and I didn't let it get big in my head. All right. So he's, 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 like, he's not thinking that this is going to happen. Okay. A telltale sign came to me one day when I was, sm- I was at the smoking section on the campus after I left her class. I cheated word for word from the girl that sits next to me in class on a test I had just finished. The girl that sits next to me came down to the smoking section with a bag of chocolate in her hand and gave it to me. She told me our professor gave it to her to give to me. Yeah, boy. Dude, trying to bang your teacher is like trying to get away with a murder. The more people who are involved, the bigger chance you have of getting caught. So what the fuck is she giving this girl chocolate for? Bringing her in the fall. Fuck! She wants a threesome. Right? Is this where? This is where? Is this where it's going? Please tell me it's going in this direction. This is like a red shoe diary here. Um, I asked a girl if our professor gave the chocolate to the class when I left, and she said no. <clears throat> I tried to keep calm. <laughs> I thought you were going to say as my dick was filling up. Uh, I tried to keep calm and asked the girl how she did on the test. Um. I told her I copied her word for word, and she said she thinks she did okay. A few minutes later, a professor came down to the smoking section where her car was parked. The girl asked the professor what what she made, and the professor tells her she made a 74. When I asked her, she flipped her hair, smirked at me, and told me I made a 94. Wow. Okay, I'm going to tell you right now. Right fucking now. If this happens, dude... You wear two condoms. This woman is reckless. Okay? Go ahead and bang your fucking teacher. Do it towards the end of the semester. (laughs) So bad. Anyways, she's 36 years old and divorced. Um, 
on this certain website where evidently people can uh, basically rate their teachers. The students rated her as hot. I want to ask her out to lunch sometime. Dude, she's 36. Just fuck her. She doesn't want to go to lunch. She's 36. She wants lunch. She'll buy her own lunch. But that's, you know, you're 19. I keep forgetting that. Anyways, the only reason why I haven't asked her out yet is because she told me she has a 13-year-old daughter. We, oh. That's the sound of her vagina. She already had a kid. We, oh. Uh, my, my question to you is, would it be wrong? There are other girls I have met, but they are the typical dumb whores you find in college. Okay. All of them? I wouldn't think every girl is a dumb whore. Is every guy a dumb jock? Is every jock dumb? See what happens when we talk in absolutes. Um, I am not saying I want to marry this broad. Just a one-night stand with the the professor would be nice. I am not the type of guy that likes to go around and and fuck as many girls as I meet. That is why I keep thinking that that she has a daughter and I should probably stay away. What do you think? Um, I don't know, dude. The fact that you ha- that you don't want to fucking do it, I I don't know. Well, listen, do you, do you know how to bang a girl and then fucking see her the next day and have it all be cool? That that's a skill, you know, and not have her feel like you used her or whatever. You know, do you know how to do that? I can tell you one thing you don't want to do is what I would do was was the next day I'd be like, hey, all fucking weird. And then they get mad. And the next thing you know, all their friends are fucking looking at you like you're a douche. And they start drawing, writing shit on your locker. Uh, It's a fucking nightmare. Um, If you've mastered the art on how to fuck somebody and not be a... uh, You know something, dude? If you're going to fuck this girl, you have to do it. At the end of the semester, once it's over. Um, This girl, she's reckless. She's a nightmare. If she's fucking putting this out, it's unbelievably unprofessional. She should be way more discreet. All right? And you cheated on this girl word for word, and she gave you 20 points higher. You know what, dude? Stay away from this girl. This girl is, is, she's going to get fucking pregnant, and you don't want it to be you. All right? Who doesn't want to fuck a teacher? Everybody does. But you know something? You don't want to have a fucking... I, I wouldn't do it. I wouldn't do it. Don't do it. Don't do it. Stay away. Why don't you go meet some nice girls and stop talking to dumb whores? And, uh, you know, I don't know. Rub one out before you go to class and really think about it. And then let me know what happens. Okay. All right. Hate people considering Florida. Wow. Wow. Okay. You don't like people and you want to go to Florida. You're either going to totally fit in or... Commit mass murder when you go down there. Bill, hey, huge fan. I've been living in New York my entire life, and now that I'm working in New York City, all I can say is that I hate people. I agree with you that the population is way too big. There's simply way too many assholes out there. I consider myself a decent person, so I am not all high and mighty, but one thing that is important to me is respect. I commute to New York City every day, and all I can say is that the majority of people are assholes. Nobody has simple manners anymore. Nobody says thank you when, you're, when you hold the door. Nobody even holds the door. People are obnoxious on the phones in public places, etc. Even out driving, people are dicks. People will cut you off and then tell you to go fuck yourself. 
Yeah, that might have been me. I do that all the time. Look at this fucking guy. He's on his fucking phone. After I was just on my phone cutting off the person that I'm now in front of. Um, I am emailing you because I listen to your podcast every Monday and I hear what kind of advice you give. And I like it because you're, you are being honest. I hate. Oh, thank you. I hate the people so much here that I'm considering moving to Florida once I get married and start a life there. I'm 24 years old, have a great job, have a great girl, and I am miserable simply because of other people. Um, my girlfriend hates that I am like this, but I keep telling her there's nothing I can do. I am just like I'm just like that. She keeps telling me that if I continue like this, I'll eventually become a bitter person, and she is probably right. Yeah, and you're going to end up losing her because who the fuck wants to be tied to that? Um, he says, I have gone to Florida many times and love the southern hospitality. People seem just happy all the time, and I want that. My girlfriend's parents bought a house down there recently and we've off- and have offered us to live there to try it out, of course, after we get married. I know it would be a big step since I would be leaving behind my family and friends, but I feel like I need to do something this drastic to keep my sanity. The only bad thing I hear about Florida is the job market, but I will soon be a CPA. My girlfriend is finishing her master's in education, so I think as professionals in our field, we should have no problem finding a job. If you were in my position, what would you do? Am I just overreacting? Am I just crazy? Thanks in advance. Um, ah, fuck. What would I do if I was you? Um, I don't know, dude. I just can see you moving to Florida or going down to Florida and looking through rose-colored glasses thinking it's the shit. And, and then you're down there and you're in your house and you got your little fucking job or whatever. And then you're going to start hating the people down there with their ponytails and their fucking Miami Vice tank tops. Um, their criminal records, the meth problem, the alligators, the fucking brutal brutal, brutal humidity, the mosquitoes, the size of a fucking golf ball. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's some nice places in Florida and then there's the rest of Florida. It's either, it's, yeah, it's a different deal, dude. And then just being an East Coast guy and coming down from, I don't know. I mean, but you're a young guy. It's one of those things that it's, it's something that is recoverable. You can definitely get out of it. I would more be more apt to tell you to go down there if you were single. You know, go down there single, get a fucking flop house to stay in, check it out, see how you like it. But just know that when you leave, you're leaving all that food, you're leaving all that culture, you're leaving all your sports teams. Because you say here, by the way, thank God hockey is back. I can go back to not giving a shit about basketball. Go Islanders, fuck the Rangers. Um you're going to miss that down there, dude. You're going to have the Lightning, which is actually a great fucking franchise. Great franchise. And you have the Panthers. So, um, I don't know, man. You just got to... What would I do if I was you? Um, I would get. I would learn to figure out why I... It's actually something I'm learning how to do. So I'm trying not to have... Let people affect me that much. Like, I love living in L.A., and every time I get in my fucking car, it takes me about – sometimes I don't even get off my street, and I yell at the person in front of me. I just go, fuck, go! Just fucking go! And then I laugh, going like, dude, you, 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 I can still see my house. I'm already this mad. And I sit there talking to myself, going, they're the worst fucking drivers 
Oh, yeah, go slower. Slower. Yeah, take, take all day. All day. There you go. There you go. Slower. Slow it down. Yeah, hit the brakes. When they go to make a right turn, these people out here, like that whole, I mean, you said you like the Southern vibe. Like, you know, we're on the front of the beat. If you look at it musically, you got the front of the beat, on the beat, and then laid back on the back of the beat. We East Coast fucking people, meaning Boston, New York, Philly, we're fucking, when you get to D.C., you start getting a little bit of that sardness, a little bit of it, a little bit of it sneaking in there. But we're, we're fucking like, we're on your shit. No huddle, fucking full court press. That is our energy. So just know that you're going from that to like, uh, hey, sit down there, man. Have yourself a biscuit. Let me tell you a story. You know, they just fucking, you know, arm out the window. I got all fucking day. Just no sense, no sense of urgency. Like the Texans on their second-to-last drive. Um, dude, I would definitely go down there and check it out before you do and really think about all the stuff that you're leaving behind. And that whole thing that, you know, me and my wife are going to be professionals, the job market should be wide open. When I think of Florida, I think of foreclosed homes. Like those people really got fucked down there uh there's a lot of sh- you, you i check out the job market before you get down there before i don't know the only thing you got going for yourself is you're 24 so you can still go for broke at that age but uh i don't know i would learn to like people be a little more tolerant because you're going to go down there and eventually what do they say about florida a sunny place for shady people you know it, that's sort of like you're going to run into a lot of people who look like dog the bounty hunter when you're down there all I'm saying, unless you go to fucking Miami. Anyways, hello, Mr. Burr. Uh, what is this? Pathetic cheater. Uh, I am currently a high school freshman. My dilemma and or issue is my father. Him and my mother are married and have been for the past six years. My Okay, so it's obviously a second marriage here for somebody. Uh, my mom has been divorced, there we go, before with my brother's father. Whew, this is like one of those math problems. If a train is leaving... Um, she married my dad when I was seven, probably. <laughs> Did you just like dictate this and somebody like typed it out? This is very conversational. She married my dad when I was seven, probably. She stayed with him through a lot of physical fighting, previous cheating, and she still believes he's still a good guy. He's currently unemployed and has been for almost three years and claims he's sick of not working. But every time my mom tries to apply him for a job, he gets an attitude which I think if you're a male and you're not the provider of your family and are in no rush and are in no rush to be the provider, it makes you a bitch of a man. That's his job, isn't it? Um, so as, as of recently, being the last three years after moving my... What the fuck? So as of recently, being the last three years after moving my mom has been the sole source of income. And he's been home every day collecting unemployment of 200 bucks. Uh, laying on his ass, doing nothing but calling up random hideous women and going behind her back on random dating websites, claiming things he wants to do sexually to these random women. Jesus Christ. Sounds like the Dwight Yoakam character in Sling Blade. Get out of my fucking house. Why don't you go home and practice, Randy? Um, I can't stand that I've known... And haven't said anything, but I feel would crush my mom. Yeah, that's tough, dude. Who's now reaching 50 and being cheated on twice. Should I tell her? Uh, 
Oh, twice before by other men? Yeah, it's a pattern. She keeps picking the same guy, if that's what you're saying. By the way, he's cheating on my mom in front of me, not physically, but he knows I know and doesn't care. He doesn't interact with me the way a father should. He's worthless in my opinion. Sounds like it. Jeez, this is depressing. What should I do? It tears me apart. I am shamed to be known as his son. I'm just lucky I have my mother, my mother's father to look down to the T. That way I have... Oh, I'm just lucky I have my mother's father's look down to a T. That way I have no physical connection with the douche that is my father. And don't worry, this won't reflect on me and how I'll be when I'm a parent. It only encourages me to do better. Dude, I'm going to tell you that's about all you can do. All right? That's about all you can do is just learn from this situation. Try not to repeat it. Um, as far as telling your mother or not telling your mother, um, I don't know. I, I'm going to give you bad advice here because my first thing is going to – I don't know. I kind of got angry th- – at that dude in the middle of that. And I'm going to try tell you to say something you shouldn't fucking say. So I, I don't know how many more years I'm doing, trying to do the math. What do you got? A couple more years at home. Just fucking ride it out. Get out of that house. I, you know, dude, I don't know. These are tough questions this week. I don't fucking know. What do you tell them? You know, is your, it, if you, you feel like your mother's going to be able to hear that, take it in and kick this bum out on his ass. Um, I mean, there's plenty of dating sites and that type of shit out there for somebody who is 50, I would think, at this point. Um, There's got to be some over 50, not a bum-ass piece of shit.com, social networking or something. I don't know. I don't know, dude. That's up to you. I I mean, I can't read two paragraphs of shit that's that's that deep. Um, I mean, that's fucking years of shit. God, I sound dumb. Look. The best thing I got out of that is that you're looking at this stuff objectively saying, I don't want to be that, and I'm not going to be that. Fuck that guy. Uh, that's what you should do. Your revenge should be living this awesome life and go out and find yourself a great girl and build the life you want to build. Go after your dreams. Make some money. All right? Move your mother into the house at some point. All right? Have a mother-in-law suite above the garage and tell that fucking bum he can go sit on the sidewalk because he's not invited. There you go. Maybe that can be your goal. Um, all right. What do we got here? I think that's it. Is that it for this week's podcast? Oh, look at that. Right in an hour. Like fucking clockwork. All right, people, I have I actually have to promote a couple of gigs, if you don't mind. Um, as well as Amazon.com. You know, as always, I say this every week. If you want to buy something on Amazon.com, uh, but you'd also like to donate to this podcast, if you go to uh, the podcast page on BillBurr.com, B-U-R-R, and you click on the banner ad, Amazon, you click on that stuff, you go to, to Amazon, it's still the same price, and they kick me a little bit of money for sending you that way. So you donate to the podcast that way, and then I take a portion of those proceeds, 10% ex- to be exact, and I pass them on to the Wounded Warriors Project. And that way everybody fucking wins. All right? Not saying you have to buy anything on Amazon, but if you're gonna, there's a way. There's a way to do it where everybody gets, everybody, everybody's happy. How's that? Right? Okay. Um, Let me get to my fucking website here. BillBurr.com. Now, why wouldn't that pop up? How long has it been since I've gone to my own fucking website that it doesn't even pop up? Server not found. Well, isn't that fucking wonderful?
Come on, you fucking prick. Come on. Don't be this way. Don't be this way. Don't be this way. There you go. There you go. Shows for this week. I'm going to be in, uh, I'm going to be in Hawaii. For some reason, the date I haven't put up on my site because I'm a fucking idiot. Oh, thanks, by the way, for everybody who came out to Flappers in Burbank on January 10th. I had a great time trying out a bunch of new material, weaving it in with the stuff that I knew was going to work. Uh, I had a great time. Uh, January, January 26th, I'm going to be in Hawaii doing a stand-up show. On the 27th, I'm going to the Pro Bowl, everybody. Going to the Pro Bowl. Might be doing something for inside the NFL there. little teaser there. All right, upcoming events. I'm at the Wilbur Theater in Boston, Massachusetts, Thursday, Friday, and Saturday, February. Fucking dumbass, Bill. Dumbass, Bill. Where's the calendar when you need it? This is what I do at the end. I just make you guys feel smarter. This is is my lot in life. The 21st, 22nd, and 23rd, I'm going to be at the Wilbur Theater in Boston. And guess who's featuring? The one and only, the teen idol sensation from the Opie and Anthony program. Um, oh, not to mention uh, February nineteenth, doing the uh, the the Patrice O'Neill benefit, which is going to be insane at the City Center. It's all sold out. Um, you know, we given some tickets to some friends and family. There might be some other tickets available right before the date. Um, we might release some just to let you know. Uh, we'll definitely give you the heads up on that. I'll be at Bananas and Hasbrook Heights. Um, February 18th, doing a benefit for a uh, good friend of mine, Vinnie Mark, um, doing a benefit for his wife as she battles a victorious battle over cancer. And um, other than that, I I can't even read all the rest of these dates. I put a bunch of dates up on my website. Uh, Madison, Wisconsin, Milwaukee, Grand Rapids, Michigan, Royal Oak, Michigan, Indianapolis, Indiana, Minneapolis, Minnesota, Atlanta, Georgia, Dallas, Texas, Kansas City, Missouri, Las Vegas, Nevada. Uh, Baltimore and Easton, Pennsylvania. More dates to come. And I know you're going to ask me, you coming here, you coming there? The dates are going to be coming. <clears throat> and I'm definitely going to be coming to Chicago. People keep asking me about Chicago. That's going to happen. Philly's going to happen. DC's going to happen. <clears throat> as well as a bunch of others. I'm going to try to get to as many places as I can. I appreciate everybody asking me to come that way. I got a brand new hour of shit. And I'm dying to go out on the road. And it all starts next month. Um, so that's it. That's the podcast for this week. Don't take any shit. Go fuck yourselves. Thank you as always for listening. And, um, that is it. I'll talk to you next week.